1: Responsibility.
2: Uh, in this lesson, uh, there's a lot of, I say we say, lesson to be learned in that we can think we know what God is doing and we don't know. And God has certain people designed to do certain things. He also is such a grace and merciful God until even when he uh has put you in a punishment state he still provides grace and mercy unto you so this lesson is, is uh e- uh ezekiel is preaching to the exile and preaching uh, is defined as a spoken communication of a divine truth with the view of persuasion and the emphasis on this definition is first is the manner in which preaching is to be delivered, it is to be spoken, second, uh, the matter that makes up what is spoken, the matter should be the divine truth of God. And then the third part of the definition is about uh, the motive for preaching, which is being why are we speaking, or what are we speaking about, and it is to persuade people, persuade you to uh, 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 develop a, a, a better understanding or, or, or a, a different idea of what God is trying to teach you. So this lesson contains uh, different elements of, of preaching. We see Ezekiel preaching the truth that is given to him by the Lord, and uh, the setting for the lesson is Babylon, and and it's where the captive Jews have been taken. By the Babylonian army when they conquered them. And God had already told them. And we talked about it in several lessons before. That they're going to be in captivity for 70 years. Now he sent his prophets to preach to them while they are in captivity. And one of the prophets that he sent is Ezekiel. So Ezekiel is, 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 is going to uh, preach to them while they are in captivity. And one of the things that he's teaching them in to, tonight is that they have the wrong understanding of why they're there. For one reason, they think they're there because of the sins of their fathers. And uh, the first part of the lesson, he addresses it, uh that you're not here. Every tub that those old folks used to say got to sit on his own bottom. God does not hold us accountable for what Uh, Our forefathers have done. We are accountable for our own sins. So the lesson opened with God summoning his prophet Ezekiel. And it says, and the word of the Lord came unto me saying, God chooses the servants he needs to use for a specific assignment. And he shows Ezekiel for this assignment. So reading, which says, that the word of the Lord came to me again. And it, it came to me. It speaks of one person and not many persons. He sent this specific message to one uh, person that he assigned to deliver that message for him. And it's the word of the Lord came to me. The word that he's going to uh, talk about is, is what, the, what God has given him. Uh, a true messenger of, of God can only preach what has been given to him by God. He can't start putting his own ideas and feelings and, and thinking into it. He, uh, Ezekiel is going to preach only what God has told him to do. And the, and the scripture said, again, saying, in other words, God has used Ezekiel before. And it's found out that uh, Ezekiel is, a, is someone he can trust. In other words, the uh, word says, again saying. So God has t- have sent him on some uh, mission before to do. And Ezekiel have accomplished men. And let God know that he can depend on him. And so he says, uh, he comes to him again saying, knowing that when we are faithful over small things, he'll put us over many. And then he, what he's going to say, He's going to address this false mentality, uh, man's false theology about what God is doing. It said, What mean you that you use the proverb concerning the land of Israel, saying, The fathers have eaten cyber grapes and the children teeth are on ears? Uh, so the captive people of God had developed uh, uh, their own theology of what God was doing based on uh, things that were not connected to the teaching of god uh what means you god is calling in question the false thinking of his captive people what the jews is believing is completely false from what god had in mind that's their own theology they come to a uh conclusion based on how they feel and it's definitely incorrect Uh, so he said what mean you the captive jews are living according to the Uh, this false theology and their lifestyle and their norm and the the way they're going unchecked. And when we get this false theology, anytime uh, we get some misinformation about God, if we allow that false concept to continue on and on and on, we find that a whole generation of people can be lost and this teaching is going to go on and on. So it's very important that we get the right understanding of what God is trying to, uh convey to us when we study uh the word of god or anytime we're dealing with what god is is trying to teach us or trying to get us to see that this proverb concerning the land of israel and it, it what it is, is is talking about this 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 a proverb a proverb is a general truth at best uh it, it's usually a, a statement that says something like uh uh, the wages of sin is well. That's not one. I'm, I'm trying to think of a good proverb. Uh, I can't think. Getting nothing right off the top of my head right now. But uh, a, a general proverb says something that's general. It's not the gospel according to God, but it's it's a it's a general statement. And and sometimes it's true and sometimes it's not. In this particular case, uh, it's not true and uh, for one thing it's saying that god justice is unjust toward them and god is complete and perfect in his justice he could not change or offer anything uh for any reason it, the word of god is the word of god and once it's, it's proclaimed his proclaim the land of israel speaking of the people that make up the captive people uh, of israel so what he's proclaimed for them and that was that they were going into captivity is not going to change because he's, he's spoken it into being. And when he speaks speak something into being, it's, it's there. It says, The fathers have eaten sour grapes, and the children's teeth are set on the edge. And what they're talking about, when they when they talk about that, is kind of like I've never eaten sour grapes, so I don't know how they put your teeth on edge. But I had tried to suck on lemons. And what it'll, what it'll do sometimes is it'll put your teeth on the edge. So it's the same thing they're talking about when they when they talk, fathers have eaten sour grapes, and what they they're talking about is that the father was the one that committed the sin. They they they're, they're, they're recognizing they're blaming the fathers for everything that happened to them, uh, and they're admitting that that that, that uh, God is not treating them right. And the children teeth said, "Oh, is hey, they're talking about." Now we are having to pay for this. We are the one having to pay for it. But we are innocent. We hadn't done nothing wrong. Uh,
0: in other words, they're, they're
2: blaming somebody else for their uh, problem. Uh, but God is wanting them to know that, 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 that uh, I don't. I don't work like that. I, I don't blame you, somebody else, for something that you've done. So he says, God says in verse three, "As I live, says the Lord, you shall." not have occasion anymore to use this proverb in Israel. In other words, I don't want to hear this no more. Not that uh, that I am mistreating you. I'm falsely doing something false because God is incapable of doing false to begin with. He knows all. Uh, he, he knows he's F and Obega in the beginning to the end. So he cannot make mistakes uh, the way they're trying to. They're trying to put God on that level. Uh he says, As I live, this eternal law of God is forced, is forcefully given by the Lord when he says, As I live, God cannot die. He lives forever. So from now on, I don't want to hear about this uh excuse me, this false theology. Uh it's dead from his form throughout eternity. Don't, don't worry kind of rumors about God. And then it says, ye shall not have occasion anymore to use this proverb. And no longer will God permit them to use this false theology uh, to live among his people. You don't even want to hear that kind of stuff. Uh, so he's he said no don't even bring this kind of stuff up no more that I am uh, m- Falsely treating you. You committed the sin and anytime you commit the sin, uh it
0: has consequences. Deacon Wade, uh can you remind me the uh scripture that we're going over right now?
2: Oh, I'm sorry. Uh we are in uh let me look back here. We are in Ezekiel eighteen, one through nine, uh, thirty through thirty
0: two. Okay, thank you. And um, if if we had any uh, guests that just joined, uh, can you take a moment to say hello? Hello. And and who was this, who who just joined? Peggy. Thank you, Miss Peggy, how are you? And uh, who else just
3: joined?
0: Mr. King. We have Sister King, do you have anybody else? Mr. Ina. All right, well, it was good to hear from y'all. Uh, Do y'all have any uh, questions before we uh, hand it back to Deacon Wade? You said Ezekiel and what chapter?
3: Ezekiel 18, 1 through 9, 30
2: through 32. Okay, thank you.
3: Thank you. Thank you
0: all right Deacon Wade's back in your hands so in verse 4 he says behold
2: all souls are mine as the souls of the father so also are the souls of the son mine the soul of that son it, it shall die so God is telling the captive that all souls belong to him and he determined the standards for judging every man it's up to him, not up to them. Behold, all souls are mine. Uh, the captives are acting as if they are in charge of their own lives uh, and, and not God. Uh, but only God can set the rules that govern man because he is God. He brought the breath of breath of life into us. As the souls of the fathers, so also are the souls of the son is mine. Each person will be judged on their own merits. Therefore, the consequences of the sins of their parents will not be transferred upon the children. And then he says, the souls of the sinners, uh, it shall die. Now, he's not talking about uh, errorless sin, but he's speaking of dying for anyone that does or not uh, accept Christ as their Savior. Uh, They are... Without going to die without Christ. So if you live with, if you uh, die and your, your sins have been saved, we know that we're going to live with him in eternity. So that's what he's uh, talking about in that. And then in verse 5, God is correcting this false mentality. He, he, he goes on uh, to try to set it straight, try to get you back on the right path. Because God doesn't want anybody lost. So he said, But if a man be just and do that which is lawful and right, in other words, but if a man, if a man conducts himself righteously and live uprightly, and his life is one of integrity and moral fortitude, God would take notice of that man and judge him accordingly. Each man will be judged according to himself and not nobody else. And do that which is lawful and right. Everyone that endeavors to live according to the laws of God and fulfill the demands of God's law and be fine doing that which is right, um, God will recognize what they are doing. Again, verse 6 says, uh and has not eaten upon the mountain. Neither has lifted up his eyes, and to Allah, to Allahs of the house of Israel. Neither has defiled his neighbor's wife. Neither has come near a menstrual woman. So he talks about uh, uh, the life of an uprighteous man. What it what it look like? What it, what 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 different that is from what they've been acting? He says, "Have not eaten upon the mountain." And this activity is speaking of the religious practice uh, 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 of the of righteous man. He will not defy himself by taking part and offering to Allah of gods. And that's what was done up on the mountain. They offered um, um, meals to Allah gods. He won't take part in, in that kind of worship, And neither has lifted up his eyes to the islands of the house of Israel. Uh, that's talking about pure religion and undefiled God and Father is this to visit the fatherless and the widows in their affliction. James talked about it in James one seven, uh, and to keep himself <laughs> spotless from the world. The idols of Israel are the idols gods of the pagan world. In other words, he again he's talking about uh, the upright man refrain from offering unto those idols or any religious uh offering uh to anything other than the true god neither has defiled his neighbor's wife and this is a behavior uh, of the uh, uh that led to uh the industrious feasts and worship of idols and, and swines upon the mountain so that was all part of uh of a pagan worship he's saying don't get into that kind of stuff and neither has near a mystery woman and and in the old uh uh, Mosaic, Mosaic law. Uh, this was forbidden for to have any uh, uh, relationship with someone in that uh, part of uh, their whatever. I don't know how you put that. But anyway, that dealt with uh, uh, not messing with anyone at that particular time. And then verse seven talks about and has not oppressed any, but has restored to the debt of his pledge, has fought none of, by violence, and, and has given his bread to the hungry, and has covered the naked with the government. In other words, this is just simply talking about conducting, a upright a man conducts his life in a justifiable manner. In other words, uh, he treats others just and fair and honest, and has not, oppressed in it has not rest- and has restored to the death of his place the uprighting does not make life hard or difficult for others he does what uh, doesn't do anything to arrest, mistreat or burden the life of others if he can't do something good he he won't do anything uh, and has far known by violence in other words an uprightous man is peaceful. Has uh, has a peaceful life. He refrained from committing any acts of violence against this fellow man. Uh, uh, we are we are to live a, a life of peace. In other words, uh, we are to treat each other as we would want everyone to to treat us. It has given his bread to the hungry and has covered the <laughs> negative. In other words, it talks again about the unrighteous engaging in feeding the hungry when opportunity presents themselves. He clothes them. He does anything he can charitable uh, to help anybody that, 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 that he can help. In verse eight talks about the, uh, the business part of conducting a, of an uprighteous man. He says it has not given forth any usury, neither has taken any uh, increase that has withdrawn his hand from iniquity, has executed truth judgment between Man and man, and it's, it's talking about how we behave when we conduct business between each other. Uh, we don't try to take advantage of. Uh, the word usury uh, comes from the Hebrew, which means to bite. In other words, it speaks of interest. Uh, we talk about they used to talk about them long shorts. You borrow twenty dollars and you pay back fifty. That that's that that's uh, uh, God doesn't, doesn't approve of that kind of behavior because you're taking advantage of somebody. So when you, do, you try to uh, use unscrupulous business means to, to get rich from somebody else, that's not godly practice. You, we do what is right uh, and only what is right. And then uh, it says that has withdrawn his hand from iniquity, has executed true judgment the upper righteous man is fair in business affairs. He deals honestly and fair with each other. He knows the rules and the laws and he practices them to the best of his ability. And, uh, when he has to judge between man and man, he does it without bias or uh, hatred. He, he, he's a fair minded person. Verse 9 talks about uh, the godly conduct of an unrighteous man. He walketh in in my stature and has kept my judgment to deal truly. He he is just. He shall truly, truly live, says the Lord God. He says, has walked in my stature and kept my judgment to deal truly. Uh, We have the best interests of others at our forefront, and our motives will be justified. In other words, uh, the reason of... We do what we do. It's not for selfish reasons. It, uh, it's for the right reason, honorable reasons. We don't do anything for to uh, do it in a selfish way. He is just, and he shall surely live, says the Lord. The Lord declares that man is just and worthy of eternal life. The deeds and judgment of an unrighteous man. God says, because he has dealt with others righteously, honestly, fairly, and godly, He will reward him with for his good works. And then, verse thirty, uh, God goes to talking about the relationship of uh, uh, His relationship with man. He says, therefore, I will judge you, O house of Israel, everyone according to his ways, says the Lord God. Repent. And turn yourself from all your transgression and iniquity, shall not be your ruin. Ezekiel is moving now to an appeal for uh, a proper response from the captives. He tells them that what God requires of them uh, is that they align themselves with Him. Uh, all He has all to do is. Uh, Align themselves with his thinking. Therefore, I will judge you, O house of Israel. God wants Israel to know that he and he alone will judge the ways of man. And he has judged their false theology of him. And finds them kept the guilty of defamation of clarity. In other words, they have defied him when they said that he does not judge truly. God also has pronounced the judgment and declared an end to it. He don't want nobody believing it or practicing it. For God does not operate under those conditions. Everyone according to his ways says the Lord, there cannot be more clearer truth concerning the ways of God will treat us as individuals in judgment, and that no one will suffer the consequences of others' misdeeds or sins. And then to get back with God, we gotta repent. God desires all men to live in harmony with him. And the first step in getting back in harmony with him is to repent of our sin. Uh, uh, to to admit that we did the, uh, something wrong and ask for forgiveness. And turn yourself from all your transgression. Transgression is moving across the line that God has set uh, to define right and wrong conduct. So... When we transgress, we, we move past that point. And so iniquity shall not be your ruin. Repent, remove the destructive consequences of sin. And ruins will not be what brings you down. You, you, you'll be in a righteous relationship with God. And then verse 31 says, cast away from you all your transgression, whereby you have transgressed. And make you a new heart and a new spirit. For why will ye die, O house of Israel? Sin is not the way of God. So we know that. That's the way of the devil. So if we dwell in sin, we're dwelling in the devil's way. But if we repent of our sin, cast away from you all your transgression whereby you have transgressed. To cast away is speaking of putting an end to that sinning and make you a new heart and a new spirit. Now, we can't make a new heart or a new spirit. God makes us, uh, the spirit uh, cleanses us and make us uh, that new spirit, that, that new creature in Christ. Uh, we don't, We don't make it ourselves. We can't do it ourselves. Only through his word and his teaching can we do that. Can we become uh, cleansed? For why will you die, O Hastevir? So now there will be many who will not repent, and he and us spending the rest of their lives in to- torture and torment. But he's given all of us an opportunity to, uh, to do that. But I have no pleasure in the death of him that dies," said the Lord God. Whereby turn yourself and live. God desires all to be saved, for I have no pledge in the death of him that dies, says the Lord God. This teaches us that God will not override man's decision concerning him, but he does not want man to live in in that other place. He wants him to live in eternity with him. It says, whereby turn yourself and live. Nothing pleases God more than for his children to choose to live in a personal relationship with him. He wants us to get back to where Adam was before he was in the garden. That he'd be able to walk and talk and have a relationship with us. God wants us to hear the preaching of his truth to us. When we are gifted sin, God wants us to repent of our sins and live. And that's what I have for today.
3: Amen. Beautiful lesson. I just, good evening, everybody that I hadn't already spoke to. I just want to go back, okay. brother teacher, if it's okay. Yes, ma'am. And pastor, if it's okay to go all the way to the, um, actually, to the first outline of this lesson. You know, what it, what mean ye that you use this proverb concerning the man of Israel saying, the fathers have eaten sour grapes and the children's teeth are set on edge. You know, we see that today where people make so many excuses for the sins that they commit. Well, you know, because this happened when I was a child, that's the reason why I do what I do as Mm an adult. It's inexcusable. You know, when you look at these Um, serial killers the first thing they want to say is they was abused as a child so they had a mental issue going on that wasn't you know taken care of when they were children so when Mm. they became adults they go out and kill somebody but it's because of something that happened in childhood that's inexcusable and God is saying it right here in his word that's not going to be an excuse anymore you know that's no excuse just because your father did it, that don't mean you supposed to do it. Just because um, deacon so-and-so did it, when I was a a, a little girl growing up in the church, just because deacon so-and-so did it like this, and this is the way we gonna continue to do it, that don't mean deacon so-and-so was right. Just because pastor did it when I was a little lad, that don't mean pastor was always right. It's just traditional that it was done like this because that's the way it was always done and nobody questioned it. So God is saying, it's no excuse. You know, Hmm. sin is sin, period. Sin is sin and it's no excuse. I can't, you know, say, go before God and say, well, you know, my husband is a pastor, so I'm excused for my bad behavior because my husband is a pastor. That's no excuse. God is saying, take responsibility for your own actions. Take responsibility for what you know is right and wrong. You know, we used to recite, um, when I was a child, I spoke as a child, but when I became a man, I put away childish things. That's what God is telling us today. Put away those childish things. Take responsibility. You know, it's nobody's fault, but our own when we do wrong. You know, I can't. We can't say, well, if if so and so wouldn't have made me do it, you know. Mm-hmm. God is not looking at that. God is looking at us, and God is judging mm-hmm. us for us take responsibility
1: for yourself,
2: but, for that's they,
1: right, right yourself. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. But they are they are actually saying something even more in that in, in this lesson. They were saying that they hadn't did nothing. Hmm. They were saying that they were a- innocent. It was their fathers that did all that, that made them, that that uh, uh, caused them to have to be taken into captivity, because they could. And in that in that respect, they could see uh uh their father's sins, but they could not see their own. Hmm. And God said, "Look at yourself. You got some sins of your own." I'm not putting you here because of what your father did. I'm putting you here because of what you did. And so so yeah, they don't
3: don't we see that today? And don't oh and yeah. they see that oh yeah. today? Look mm-hmm. at the last administration we had. Oh yeah. I mean oh yeah. that's still relevant today. You know, mm-hmm. don't it's so many times people don't want to take responsibility for their own actions, you know. But God is saying enough is enough. You know, if you had a saying go, if you did the the crime, do the time. That's basically what God is saying. Take responsibility. And then again, you know, when you knowingly, knowing that somebody is doing wrong and you choose to go along or turn the blind eye, guess what? God is going to rain on the just as well as the unjust. Because we know right from wrong, but we choose to overlook because, well, you know how they are. Well, you know, they just, that's just them. But do it make it right? Nope. 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 It don't make it right. We got to stop overlooking. We got to stop overlooking because that's just how they are. They just been like that. We just got to overlook it. God is go get us. Mm-hmm. So many have adapted, adapted to the wrong, but won't say anything. So it's it's become the normal. Yeah, and that's true. That's true. And that's and and that's when it's really bad because. Um, and then when someone comes in and tries to do right, all they can do is point out all their faults. That's right. But is God pleased with that? Nope, Nope. God is not pleased. You know, and and a lot of churches are carrying on through tradition, you know, do away with what we know is right. But traditionally, this is just how it's been all my life. It's all I ever knew. So that's just how we got to carry it out. But, you know, God is God is looking at us, our heart. You know, if you don't know, if you don't know, you just don't know. But if you do know and choose not to, you know, the famous excuse is, I just didn't know. But if you do know and you choose not to do what God have instructed or told you to do, then, you know, you're not doing the will of God. And that's what God is trying to get us to see, all of us, you know, God's way is the only way, taking responsibility, and we we raising children, you know, we, we don't want to punish our children, we don't want to whip our children, we don't want to chastise our children, but we have to, we have to, because that's what God told us to do, for the rod, for the child. That's not meaning you go outside and hear head. That's meaning you, you you correct them when they wrong. Mhm.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: I wasn't trying to take over. <laughs> I'm sorry. I wasn't trying to take over. That's a good. Dip
4: that's a good.
3: Good
2: point. Uh. Mm-hmm. One and of so the sister, things-, um, things. Go ahead.
4: Oh, go ahead, sir. Oh, go ahead. I'll I'll, I'll wait. Um, Also, sister, um, you know, as we we I'm just saying as we go along life's walk and as we, you know, even go to different places. So, you know, whether we are in Panola County and Shelby County and Harrison or even when we cross cross that river, as my mama used to say, you know, we don't know what the rules are um according to where we are so you know a speed limit might be this way in one state and this way in another state but the thing is as the law tells us not knowing is not an excuse you're supposed to know whenever you travel to a certain place or whenever you interact in a certain place so with that It's like we, as Christians, we have an amazing gift, which is our Bible, and we have to read it and understand it. And that's our law that we, you yeah. know, have yeah. with, with the Lord. And so um, yeah. he gives yeah. us that as direction. So, you know, I understand that we all have sinned. We all are going to sin. However, it's figuring out how we can, can repent and can move on and learn from our mistakes and not keep making the same mistake over and over and over and not just saying, oh, I didn't know as an excuse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And, and, that's
3: and what, you know, and the key word is what you said that. said. She said that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that was the key word. So, so Jennifer is repent. God knows thy heart. God knows thy heart. And that's the key word. You said a mouthful right there. Repent. You know, when you know you're wrong, repent and, and turn away from it. Don't do it again. And if it's something that you struggle with, I, I, I myself, use myself for an example. I used to struggle with smoking cigarettes. I was a chain smoker, addicted to cigarettes, two packs of cigarettes a day. God knew my heart. God knew I didn't need those cigarettes in my body. God knew that and God took the taste right out of my mouth. Now I struggled for a long time and I always use an excuse to pick the cigarette back up. Well, my grandpa died and I'm just hurt. Give me a cigarette, God said no. You don't need that, it's an excuse. So, you know, God don't want us to make excuses for our sin, God want us, like you say, repent. And when we find ourselves struggling with that issue and 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 the temptation to go back to that issue we have to continue like you said pick up that bible seek god and let god keep us from making those same mistakes that we've been struggling with day after day year after year you know and god will do it god will deliver us if we want to be delivered but it's up to us to stay delivered now he give it to us but it's up to us to stay delivered.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, God yeah. actually God actually put it all in his words, even starting back to last week's lesson, He tells them exactly how they can go once that he decided that they were going into captivity for 70 years for their sins, they, they committed a worship in the eye of God. Once he put that mm-hmm. in the motion. He also is such a merciful God. He had a plan in mind. He sent his Mm -hmm. his, his prophets, and his prophets told him, don't fight the Babylonians. Surrender unto them, because God has already told you, you're going into captivity. Surrender, and you won't die. He took them into captivity. While he was in captivity, he sent his prophets. And his prophets were, and that's what the last part of the lesson is telling you. His prophets are telling them how to get back in a relationship with God. And amazing enough, even while they're in captivity, they prosper. There's so many stories about them being in captivity and how good they did. Uh, then you put in a lion then, but he doesn't die. The lion do not eat him. He lay there all night and sleep with him, but he doesn't die. They put in the fiery furnace, but they don't get burned up. God has mm. already uh, provided away from them. All they have to do is obey Him. Except mm. what His prophets have told them to do. And they're in great shape. Same thing about today. He says if you live the righteous kind of life, if you behave the way you're supposed to behave, I got a reward for you. Even mm. if it doesn't seem like it's on this side, it's going to be on the other side. So yeah. you know, there's a reward for you. Yeah. So, so he 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 got he's such a mess for God that he has a plan in mind. Uh, but yeah. but it starts out by first of all listening to him, and getting back in a righteous relationship with him. And he outlined in this lesson how to get back in a relationship relationship with him. First thing yeah. is admit that that you're wrong, and you are wrong, and accept that, and then start to repent and get back into the righteous relationship with him. You know what's right, he tell, he tell you what's godly. He told you to have that uh, righteous man live this kind of way. He doesn't cheat his neighbor, he doesn't mess with his wife, he doesn't do all these things. All these, We know what they are, but he mm-hmm. doesn't cheat them, he's not selfish, he's not all these, all these different things. Those are the way I want you to live. If you live that way, you'll be getting back in a relationship with me, starting with mm-hmm. repenting of your sins
3: amen
1: amen, mm-hmm. amen. beautiful lesson. all right I I listened to all of y'all y'all did a great job but I want to ask some questions now Ezekiel was a messenger right from God, right? Mm-hmm. I Can I get some help here? Okay. Yes, oh, yeah. Okay. So he, okay. <clears throat> he was a messenger. God told him what to do. He was a mm-hmm. mailman. He told them to take responsibility. Now, put in today's term, he was telling about the sins. Now. And then they start complaining, and said they was there because of the father, their father. Hmm. But why do we? And then what I'm saying is they they put the blame somewhere else. Why do we, when the preacher get the message and give it to us, and we he telling us to change from our wicked ways and tell us to turn from our sin and take responsibility? Why do we? Put it somewhere else, and it's not meant for us. <laughs> See what I'm saying? No, supposed- mm-hmm. and, and we 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 got to look at this lesson here, and at the end it tells us that we got to repent and live. Yes, all of us has messed up. All of us gonna mess up and has messed up. But we got to take responsibility. I I, I hear the teacher say, every tub got to sit on his own bottom. But a lot of time when the when the message, even myself, he, when the message had been delivered, that wasn't for me. He sure hit them, didn't it? But <laughs> the Bible said the word could, left and right, could like a two-edged sword. So mm-hmm. in other words, it hit all of us, you know, because mm-hmm. all of us got to take responsibility. Preacher, deacon, all of us got to take responsibility because, and you know, and like we said, how they put the blame somewhere else. We as church of God, we don't want nobody to point out our faults, mm-hmm. but we want to point out somebody somebody's fault. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so, so we got to be careful and we got to understand, we don't have that black robe on, we're not the judge, but we, mm-hmm. got, we, we got a conscience, we got a, 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 something on the inside, of the Holy Spirit that dwells on the inside of us and teaches us that we ought to know when we are wrong and when we ought to take responsibility. Mm-hmm. And, and, and all of us need to take responsibility some way, somehow. And the mm-hmm. magic, and the Bible said, How can they hear without a preacher? And how how mm-hmm. can they uh he be sent? And then in other words, the word of God comes to us and said That faith comes by hearing, and hear by the word of God. So Ezekiel was telling them what does said to know, and when the word of God, the word of God will convict you. It would it would do something to you. It'll draw you or it'll drive you. And, and, and I and I, I, I tell you I thank God that he draws me because I have come short. I don't know about nobody else. I have come short, still go short, but I have to take responsibility and realize that I cannot satisfy folks. I got to be satisfied, God, because at the end of the day, that's the one who who gives us what we need and supplies us of our daily uh, supply. And Ezekiel was sharing with us that we take responsibility, all of us, amen, Should holding the tub, we got to understand we got to sit on our own tub and we got to take responsibility for things that happen, you know. and, And you know, I found out us as Christians, it's hard for us to uh, admit that we're wrong—that's mm-hmm. that, that, something hard. But well, uh, I, I, they don't know, but I, I know I was wrong. But I ain't gonna let them know. But God knows. So take mm-hmm. responsibility. Thank you, uh, all y'all have great thoughts. And I was just sharing that in with us uh, this tonight. Uh, great lesson, great uh, teaching, and uh, thank you everyone for the input so take responsibility yeah mm-hmm. you know what our other, you know what our other responsibility is to help go it ain't it mm-hmm. ain't the preacher's job to bring them to us. all of us you know mm-hmm. it's our life that we live we can go yeah. men and women to christ yeah so mm-hmm. our actions speak louder than words
3: amen yeah. mm-hmm
2: hey
1: man i'm sorry is 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 that in your hands oh
0: I, i'm i i
2: said what i i'm gonna say okay oh that right. is i'm i'm too
1: okay all right. Yeah, no one, anybody else? All right. Good lesson. Go ahead, Sister Ina, that's you. Yes, sir. I said a good lesson. Yes, okay. it
3: is. Okay. Good
1: lesson. All right. Lord's will. Lord's see fit. We'll see y'all at the 10 o'clock hour on Sunday morning. Pray for each other. Amen. Love on each other. Amen. Father God, we thank you for this lesson that will take responsibility. Let us be able to walk together in Christian love. Bless us and keep us. Now may the grace of God so we of the Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide with hence now and forevermore. Shall we all say, Amen. Amen.
3: Amen. God bless. You. Love y'all. Love you all. Too. Good, night. Good night. Good night. Good evening. Good evening.
0: Uh-huh. thank you for listening to this episode of the walnut grove baptist church podcast if you feel led to do so you can leave a gift at bit.ly slash thank you so much and we'll see you in the next episode